from CBS News Bay Area, this is the Afternoon Edition. Right now on the Afternoon Edition, let's take a live look at our Bay Area roads. Scattered showers are rolling in right now, and if you're planning on going out for Valentine's Day, get ready. The rain is expected to pick up just in time for the evening commute. Good afternoon to you. I'm Elizabeth Cook and for Ryan today. The wet weather is prompting a first alert weather day. Let's get right to meteorologist Jessica Birch. Hey Jess. All right, Liz, it is a first alert weather day as the rain is starting to make its debut just in time for Valentine's Day and to ruin all those outdoor plans, right? Well, here's some good news. We have drier conditions tomorrow, so if you did have outdoor plans today that you're going to have to put a rain check on, tomorrow is going to be the day to do it. But this is what we're looking at right now on our first alert Doppler. Showers starting to roll in from offshore, and you see that little yellow color in that? Those are some moderate pockets of rain, too, and we're starting to see that sweep throughout the peninsula, and that's going to continue to track off into the East Bay throughout the next couple hours, sweeping down to the Santa Clara Valley as well. Better yet, let's just time this out on Futurecast. As we head into the next couple hours, we continue to watch the storm move in from offshore. With it, we can get some gustier winds at times. Wind speeds anywhere up to around 20, 30 miles per hour along our coastline. Lighter winds in our inland areas. This is into the 5, 6 o'clock hour. These rainy conditions can impact that commute home from school or from work. And to add to that, this could definitely cause some issues out there on the roads if you're trying to battle your way to get to your dinner reservation, right, just in time for Valentine's Day. So we are expecting to see close to around a quarter of an inch of rain in areas like Half Moon Bay and Fremont all the way into the late evening hours tonight. The same storm is moving its way up to the Sierra Tahoe, giving them plenty of snow, and then it clears up into the overnight hours tonight to set up for more rain right around the corner heading into this weekend. And I want to talk more about that in a bit because those are back-to-back -back atmospheric river events we need to break apart. For now, I'm going to send it back to you. Let's take a live look at the Golden Gate Bridge right now. It's back open this afternoon after protesters briefly shut it down this morning. Pro-Palestine demonstrators blocked multiple lanes and held large banners. This all happened just before 8 o'clock this morning, impacting the busy morning commute. Our Itai Hot was there. Dozens of protesters shut down the Golden Gate Bridge, calling for a ceasefire and demanding President Biden stop arming Israel. Organizers tell us this is in response to the Monday bombing of Rafah when Israel conducted a daring raise to successfully rescue two of its hostages. The Hamas-run health ministry says dozens of Palestinians were also killed during that raid. Uh, Rafah is a city in southern Gaza, right on the border with Egypt. It's considered one of the last remaining Hamas strongholds. It's also where Israel says many of its hostages are still being held captive. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu vowing to continue fighting in Rafah until all the hostages are returned to Israel. We're showing you here some of the video that was sent to us earlier by the protesters that were able to shut down both the northbound and the southbound lanes for about an hour. This, of course, isn't the first time pro-Palestinian protesters have been able to shut down a major bridge. Back in November, this was during the APEC summit, 80 or so protesters brought the Bay Bridge to a standstill for a few hours. Many of them are now facing charges. We called CHP for some information on arrests being made here. So far, we have not heard back. We will, of course, keep you updated on all the latest developments here from the Bay Bridge, but for now, sending it back to you in the studio. Itai, thank you so much.
We're getting our first look at the results in the state's efforts to fight crime here in the Bay Area. Just last week, the governor deployed more than 100 CHP officers to Oakland and other East Bay neighborhoods. During that operation, Newsom's office says officers made 71 arrests, recovered 145 stolen cars, and seized four guns linked to crimes. Now, this all follows the closure of In-N-Out and other businesses along Oakland's Hagenberger Road corridor. East Bay officials are now taking action. Today, they announced city leaders and law enforcement will be teaming up together to launch a public safety partnership to fight crime. This regional collaboration will allow us to come together with more coordinated and strategic and intentional efforts to deliver on that model of love life, not just in the city of Oakland, but we hope throughout this region. When we work regionally, when we share data, when we share resources, we're able to work more efficiently. We're able to share information um, more rapidly. We're able to deploy resources in a smarter manner. We're able to have a better effect on responding to crime. Officials say the move was inspired by the East Bay Public Safety Corridor Partnership, a five-year program that launched in 1993 to address crime, gun violence, and drug abuse. Now, it's a major problem here in the Bay Area. Retail thefts, you know about them. Now, voters may get a chance to toss out a criminal justice reform law that's often blamed for a rise in crime. Prop 47 changed some nonviolent property crimes to misdemeanors. Nicole Comstock reports some of the biggest retailers in the country are now funding efforts to overturn that law. It's been 10 years and, and we're markedly worse than we were 10 years ago in terms of crime and lawlessness and disorder. And so something's got to change. Riverside County District Attorney Mike Hesterin wants to change Prop 47, the decade-old criminal justice reform law that decreased penalties for petty theft and drug possession is often blamed for a rise in both across California. The public has figured out, and, and certainly criminals know, that they can steal in California and there, there's not going to be any jail time for them, no consequences, and they can keep doing it. Hestron is the president of the California District Attorneys Association, which is behind a new Prop 47 targeted ballot measure called the Homelessness, Drug Addiction and Theft Reduction Act. It returns teeth back into the criminal justice system. It returns consequences. He says that new ballot measure would allow prosecutors to aggregate or add up thefts so that a third misdemeanor could become a felony and a fourth could come with prison time. The same would go for possession of hard drugs. A third misdemeanor could become a felony and a fourth could come with prison time only if the offender refused to go into drug treatment. So if you go to treatment, the case goes away and it's not on your record. Walmart and Target, who now keep commonly stolen items behind lock and key, are major funders of the proposed ballot measure. But some say Prop 47 was never intended to reduce theft and drug use. It was intended to reduce mass incarceration, which it has. We've been able to cut the number of people that are going into prison, increase the number of people that are in careers, and enhance our public safety. It's a red herring. It, it, it's it's a way to scare people to want to change something. Sam Lewis is the CEO of the Anti-Recidivism Coalition, which uses funds from Prop 47 for its prison rehabilitation programs and reentry services. He says the new ballot measure is unnecessary and doesn't get to the root of the problem. A driver of mass incarceration is poverty. These, the driver, when we look at some of these retail thefts, is poverty. People are struggling, so what do we do 
as a community, as a society, as a government, as a country to shift that. He argues that overall theft is down, but Hesterin says it's definitely gone up. It's just so common, it goes unreported. Many uh, business owners just don't bother. Well, Walmart and Target are the major donors behind the proposed measure. Both are donating so they can reach enough supporters to qualify the measure for the ballot in November. To San Francisco now, where the city released its results of a new study. According to the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce's annual city beat poll, nearly three quarters of voters feel the city is on the wrong track. And 69% say they feel crime is getting worse. Mayor London Breed is pushing to recruit more police. Her city budget includes funding for 220 new officers to get the force back to full staff. Leslie Gooden got to see one of the new academy classes in action and learned the negative perception about crime in the city was a major motivator for many of these recruits. Class, attention. Good morning, Captain Perdomo. Good morning. Meet the San Francisco Police Academy, Class 282. This is the highest turnout the Academy has seen since the pandemic began. You're going to stop, you're going to see what they're doing before you go off there. Right. San Francisco currently needs 500 police officers to meet the city's demand, and these cadets are helping the city reach that goal. Over the next 35 weeks, they will train inside and outside the classroom. Into that car, is that your vehicle? No. Helping train them is Captain Sean Perdomo, a police captain at the academy. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, wider step, please, sir. 55, uh, please respond. Uh, I'm going to need your, your assistance. And they're on track to graduate more recruits this year than previous years in the pandemic. So we do have a recruit that's currently in the academy that has noticed the decline in the quality of life issues here in the city. And recently his relative was a crime victim. And he stated that that was one of the number one reasons why he had applied to become a police officer. He attributes the increase in interest to several factors. I think that the wage increase has increased applicants to the police department. I also think the public perception has influenced how many people do apply. And I also think that the conditions in the city and people wanting to make a difference has inspired people to become applicants. Now, the Police Academy's goal is to have a total of 100 recruits by the end of 2024. And if the momentum continues, they can meet it. The starting salary for SFPD officers is $112,000. It's one of the highest in the Bay Area.